I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Is it acceptable to go to Mickey D's just for a drink? (laughs) Of course it is. But good luck leaving with just a drink. It's more than a drink. It's a Mickey D's drink. And right now, a small Minute Maid slushie is just $1.59. So all you have to do is choose a flavor, like the tropical mango or strawberry watermelon, and enjoy like it's meant to be enjoyed. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. At Dunkin', we're getting ready for sunnier days with our Sunrise Batch Iced Coffee. A bright and balanced iced coffee with notes of cocoa, tangy sweetness, and toasted nuts. Made to brighten every day a little more. Soak in the sunshine a little more. And fill every moment with a little more, more. Because we aren't just chasing sunsets anymore. We're counting sunrises too. Do more with Dunkin' Sunrise Batch Iced Coffee. Brewed for brighter days. Enjoy a medium for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. And we are live right from C2CRadioShow.com, Spreaker.com. It's corner to corner time. The triple threat is here for it. It's Impact Wrestling's Hard to Kill Night. We finally, finally could see Impact of all companies. Impact could be... Ooh, what a hard chair shot for Tyre Valkyrie. Impact could finally be the company that makes history in professional wrestling tonight. As Tessa Blanchard, the (laughs) controversial, apparently, Tessa Blanchard, looks to make history as she becomes the first, hopefully, first ever World Heavyweight Champion, first woman to win the World Heavyweight Championship um, in a mostly male-dominated sport. And as professional wrestling continues to grow, we've seen Becky Lynch, we've seen... Uh, Asuka, we've seen uh, Taya Valkyrie, Jordan Grace, and Tessa Blanchard, of course, um, just really take over the industry and really make their mark. Tonight could be the night that Tessa makes a mark on not just women's wrestling, but wrestling in general. I'm Stan Grubb. My tag team partners are here. Brian Taylor. What are you playing in the background? What are you playing? You! You! Don't think I can't hear the buttons. <laughs> what are you playing? Oh, lies. Lies in the seat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Fallen Order. Nice. Very sweet. And we are also joined by Rob Hefna. What's up, Rob? <laughs> Rob, are you are you playing any games right now, buddy? I can officially say that I uh, I was playing Call of Duty Advanced Warfare earlier. And, uh, yep, there's a reason I don't play first-person shooters. Did you know that when you get shot in the head, that's bad? <laughs> so... So, actually, she she wanted it. 
And she wanted that, and she wanted Need for Speed. The two, the two that are at Walmart for like twenty bucks. So I was like, okay, yeah, sure, why not? You know, give it a try. I, I like, I kind of like Need for Speed, although this one is more of a story mode one. I'm not, I don't know if I like this one so much. Um, right, right. I don't have to look myself in the mirror and go, boy, I really screwed up buying this one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But it's actually the uh, advanced warfare wasn't too bad. I just I'm I'm not great at it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, well, see, here's the thing. Like, I need the story mode to get acclimated to how to play it. So I'm, I'm kind of with Rob. The story mode has to be done for me to feel like I'm actually playing it because I know the moment I get into multiplayer, just like in Fortnite, as soon as I get off the carrier, I'm going to get shot in the head. It's just going to happen. I'm just going to be done. I won't even make it out to any, to any of the bases. I won't get any of the cool weapons. It'll be me with a Walther PPK, and that'll be that, and I'm done. Exactly, exactly. I don't even get off the glider. I just... Pfft, there he goes. <laughs> what happened to Stan? See that guy falling right there? There he goes. Uh, right now we got the triple threat between Taya Valkyrie, ODB, and Jordan Grace. Um, already going for a pile driver on the apron. Really? Ouch. And you know, I really like the uh, the ramp that Impact is using now for pay-per-views. It gives a real old-school kind of uh, NWA feel to it. Yeah, yeah, and it looks good. I mean, you don't have to do a whole lot. You just It just looks good. Um, damn, Jordan Grace is a beast. So, in, in spite of everything that happened this weekend, and, and I'm sure we'll joke about it for most, well, maybe not as much as Mitch Bennett, but... In spite of everything that happened this weekend, um, you still have to have a degree of excitement for what could be with Tessa Blanchard and Sammy Callahan. Short-lived as it might be, we don't know, but Impact has a major moment on their hands. We've, we have, all of us at one point or another have all, you know, called time of death on Impact Wrestling. We definitely have. Um, but they always stick around. They are, as their pay-per-view calls them, hard to kill. You just can't get rid of them. And tonight, we get a chance to see Sammy Callahan and Tessa Blanchard hopefully pull off a great match, because uh, the last time they mixed it up was really good. But on top of that, I mean, just the huge history-making implications that it carries, um, I don't know that it gets much bigger. I think when you talk about history-making world championship matches, um, the last time a heavyweight championship match had this kind of a feel to it was, in my opinion, Ron Simmons' Invader. Well, 
it's it because it breaks barriers. You know, Ron Simmons became the first, you know, African American world heavyweight champion when he beat Vader. And you remember Baltimore just comes absolutely unglued when it happens. You got people damn near diving over the rails just to celebrate. Um and with this and it, it is kind of ironic that I compare the two, but with this moment, you've got Hmm. Tessa Blanchard has a storied uh, lineage to her. She has the resume that puts her in a position where she could be the go-to candidate to put a company on her back. Not just a women's company, but a complete company. Um, and could carry them from her in-ring ability, I think. Yeah, so, I mean, it's it's big news, it is talked about, it's going to be talked about, so we might as well cover it. I want to cover this as properly as possible. So, Twitter com- comes and goes with all kinds of controversy, we know this, it happens all the time, and in no more of a time than now is cancel culture the big thing, and that's basically where someone tweets something out there, the general public gets pissed off, and they're like, you know, cancel or basically disregard Barry said person. But in this case, this this isn't so great. Tessa Blanchard comes out and says, hey, you know, women, if we could support each other, that would be great, and great things would happen. So, you know, in the middle of all of this, Sienna, Allison Kay, NWA Women's World Champion, decides to say, well, hey, you know, the audacity of posting a tweet like this when you were backstage in Japan and spitting and cursing at someone and calling them racial slurs, and no, I'm not reading it verbatim, um, you know, the, the audacity of this tweet. And then Chelsea Green decides to throw in her two cents. And then the girl who was actually insulted and spat upon puts her two cents. Then Priscilla Kelly decides to put in her two cents goes on for two straight days, Friday and Saturday, and I believe it was still going on this morning. It it sucks because Tessa Blanchard is a rare breed in the ring. She really is. You know, she there's tons of performers out there that have crappy attitudes backstage. Shawn Michaels for the better part of his career was an asshole. To everyone backstage was on drugs he was drunk well i mean hey rob makes a good joke but if you ask shane helms Shawn michaels is still an asshole and i don't know i've never met the guy I, only chance i had was ruined in maryland ruined <laughs> but i mean You get a chance to have a history-making weekend like we're hopefully witnessing tonight. And all of us have it playing right now. And, of course, right now you still got the triple threat for the women's title, for the knockouts title still going on. But with such a huge, momentous occasion as this weekend, it is a little, and I, I, I hated the fans that were saying this, but I'll point it out, it is a little convenient that all of this breaks loose on the weekend that should be Tessa's crowning achievement. 
that's that's what a lot of fans are saying that it's it's either jealousy or it's. But here's the thing. I mean, these women weren't weren't like you don't deserve it. No, and, no, and as a matter of fact, none of them actually said you don't deserve this chance, which is weird. Right. Right. <laughs> that that opinion was evident as as women were piling up. I mean, even Tara Calloway. Tara Calloway just recently retired, um, tells a story about how there was a, a women's battle royal, and apparently Tessa was in the middle of it, and then a legitimate fight broke out in the middle of the battle royal. Brian, you can attest that this kind of thing does happen. <laughs> it And... Right, right. And and sometimes I would say it's a little bit of wrestler's court breaking loose in the middle of a battle royal. That's true. But it's contained enough so if it gets too out of hand, everybody can break them up. Right. So you, I mean, in that in and of itself, that should be that should be enough, right? That should be whatever changes the behavior. Well, apparently, in this battle royal story that Miss Calloway says, "Oh, nice Vader bomb by Jordan Grace." Wow. Um, the story that Calloway says, where the battle royal ends, and apparently, they go backstage and the fight starts again. And, of course, some of the men had to break it up, and, you know, it becomes a, a whole schmoz. So, my question is, is, isn't it, isn't it a schmoz? No, 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 I got that from, uh, what is it from? Um, the Bret Hart documentary? <laughs> no, it's the Bret Hart documentary where they're talking about uh, what they're going to do at the end of the night. For uh, him and Sean. <laughs> and Vince is like, I don't know, some kind of a schmoz. 
thought it was funny. I mean, <laughs> we get a little in depth here, but okay. Um, oh, wow. The, schm the schmoss. Wow. <laughs> I forgot all about that. Yeah, that, uh, that match was a little, um, I don't think all three ladies really do. What the hell? Okay, Rob Van Dam's just got something going on here. Wow. All right. Who is that with Rob Van Dam? Oh. oh okay. Well, good for <laughs> good for RVD. <laughs> Apparently, adult films are happening here at Impact Wrestling. <laughs> Bash at the brewery. Bash at the brewery. Yeah. Oh, the Tope Suicida. Wow, wow. Apparently she's uh trying to trying to go south for him. Wow, okay. Uh sheesh. What were we talking about? <laughs> we're all distracted. Uh let's see here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean there's there's stories that are just coming out left and right, apparently, about Tessa. My question is, you know, is this why she didn't get signed from the Mae Young Classic? Was this attitude prevalent there? Wow. Oh, wow. That's not the place to do that. hanging out hey brian what's going on <laughs> he really is they're just hanging out there is that jimmy jacobs just hanging out there too oh yeah yeah what's up yep <laughs> this is what this is me now <laughs> this is what i do <laughs> oh rvd still throws a tremendous looking punch Oh, that right to right to the groin, right to the jewels. Damn. Uh huh. <laughs> ah, crap! Now I gotta show up. Jeez. 
So Rob Van Dam and Brian Cage, that actually should be a good one. That should be a really good one. Um, I still think he is destined to be like an AEW uh, cage, that is. Yeah. Uh, WWE would ruin him, but AEW I think would be great for him. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's a matter of time before the North gets there. Uh, Ethan Page and his tag team partner. I feel like an idiot for not knowing his name, but... Uh, okay, that... I guess that's... Nope, I didn't buy his shirt. Sorry. I, I can't remember him. That's why. I don't have his shirt. I don't remember his name. Yeah. That's how we're... <laughs> uh, we do want to point out... and You know, this is just not necessary. Why, why doesn't she just leave him alone? Get the woman off TV. Anyway. So we do want to point out... Um, Probably. Katie Forbes. Katie Forbes is her name. Um, that's about all we know. So we've got a couple different, um, a couple different uh, deaths that happened over the course of the weekend. I mean, here's the thing. I I don't I don't know how much of that we want to pile on. Um, well, I mean. The fact is, it's in the news, but here's the other thing. All of these are still as crappy as they are. They're accusations. We really don't know know, if this is really true. I mean, I have no reason to really not believe tons of professionals that are coming out with not just stories, but pretty much details on top of the same story. So they're not even really differing. Um, I can point out that Heavy Metal Wrestling issued a short statement announcing that Tessa Blanchard has been removed from their January 24th Cease and Destroy event in San Antonio, Texas. Um, So she is starting to see some reverberations, some repercussions from, I guess, just some crappy behavior. And and you know what? I would say that I wouldn't put it past her to be able to turn it around and to, you know, make amends and move forward. She definitely still has a ton more of her career left where she could. Let's see here. Uh, Due to recent allegations. Let's see. Tessa Blanchard has been removed from our scheduled event. Um, We take these allegations levied against her very seriously. An updated card will be released shortly. Yeah, so they specify allegations. I mean, hey, you, you go out there, you open a door, basically opening Pandora's box. You're daring someone to walk through, and everyone walked through and said, well... Since you asked for this, let's all tell you what we really think. So that's what I caught. That's what I thought it was. I thought someone had tweeted something to her and she was just responding. Um, but I've not, and I've been looking to try to find the, the root of what started all of this. Um, 
but there's not really a tweet out there that indicates that she was, you know, hey, we should all be nice to each other kind of thing. It just comes out of left field. But, and then, of course, you've even got one of our favorites, Big Swole, Ariel Monroe, who even backs up the story. I mean, there's tons of people coming forward in this, and one could only hope that at some point she can either make amends and say, hey, yep, I was I was an a-hole, I'm sorry, you know, and just keep it moving. But maybe that doesn't happen. Right, right. I don't know that it's going to matter. <laughs> but Rob Van Dam assaults uh, Brian Cage before the match can really get underway, and now he's just working him over. Oh, never mind. As soon as I say that, Brian Cage uses one hand and throws him into a corner and just starts leveling him with clotheslines. Yeah, really. Sheesh. Yep, going for the F5. Not able to do it because he only has one good arm. Uh, Brian, if, if do you have anything that you would put towards this Tessa Blanchard debacle? I mean, I felt it was big enough news that it had to be discussed, but I, I also didn't really want to pile on. Oh, you mean the the Mitch show? <laughs> he, I did feel like I had gotten duped, but he actually did say at the beginning before we went on air that hey, you know what? Maybe we should just leave Mitch alone. <laughs> he did say that. I'll give him that. But I did feel duped by the end of the show. <laughs> Yeah, we all we all jumped in. <laughs> it's open season on Mitch. Uh, you know, remember that week where it was just Mitch? Cool things happen when we make fun of Mitch, I'm just saying. Ah, uh, boy. Um, okay, so there were two wrestling deaths that happened over the course of the weekend. Um, first and foremost is Triple A's La Parca. Uh, now, this is the Laparca. He was not in WCW, but this is the actual original Laparca who owned the gimmick trademark character of Laparca. And his death came after a November wrestling match where he dove out of the ring, suicide dive, or as Excalibur would say, Tofe Suicida, um, hits the outside, lands awful on his head and neck. And never gets back up. They they revive him. They get him to the hospital. But he had to be placed on breathing machines. And the whole situation was just awful. <clears throat> but he was unfortunately never able to recover. Never able to recover. Yep. I mean... That is the that is the risk that is run by all of these performers that we get to watch, um, and you never know when that kind of a freak accident can happen. Uh, but it, when it does, it's it's serious, and it's serious enough to 
to make you pause and consider just kind of what kind of risk they're taking on. Well, it is this the lucha libre style is already risky in and of itself. It's fast, it's acrobatic. There is a lot of risks that are taken doing what they do, and we've even seen it with guys like uh, Cody at AEW, where he dives out to the to the outside and actually hits his face, you know, right there on the diamond metal plating, and causes that gash that we've still got. You know, that crescent moon-shaped scar right above his uh, left eye, I believe. So, I mean, it, it's it's very real, the, the risk that these guys take for our, our enjoyment, our entertainment. And Rob's got a great point. I mean, fans nowadays are, you know, if they don't see blood or if they don't see tables, they're, they get pissed. But, you know, it's, it's a situation where you got to be cognizant of what you're witnessing. And it definitely is um, indicative of, of how dangerous the sport or the, the industry can be. Uh, the other passing of this past weekend is a gentleman. Brian, if you could do me the honors of pronouncing it, because I'm going to botch it otherwise. For whatever reason, I just couldn't say it earlier. I just didn't want to mess it up. Um, Known to many, uh, especially fans of the NWA, as the Dragon Master. Uh, I believe his uh, tag team match with the Great Muda against Flair and Sting in the Thunderdome or the Electrified Cage. Um, And I want to say, wasn't it Funk, Muda, and the Dragon Master? That's what I thought. I thought it was like a a handicap match. Um, Rob Van Dam, by the way, injures uh, Brian Cage. They carry him away, basically. And I do not know who this gentleman is in the ring with... Well, <laughs> it's the guy in red tights. <laughs> like such an asshole. It's a guy in red! <laughs> uh, but taking it to Rob Van Dam... Um, wow, okay. Uh, Brian Cage was uh, carried out, basically bleeding from the mouth. Looked like he had either suffered a 
broken nose or some internal injuries, whatever the case may be. Um, that's where uh, Impact is right now. Uh, the Dragon Master actually was responsible for um, many, many different things that we may not have actually been aware of. I'm actually pulling up uh, his information right now. Because he actually had a lengthy tribute post from uh, fans of the Being the Elite would know this gentleman known as Masa. Um, who basically a super fan, a wrestling super fan, who posted a nice tribute to him. So I'm just pulling this up here. Kendo Nakasaki um, wrestled in Stampede, wrestled in Continental Wrestling Association, the NWA, was in New Japan from 1990 to 2001. Um, so this is a guy that was responsible for a lot of great wrestling entertainment, and he wrestled all over the world, including, uh, oh, he even wrestled in WWC over in uh, Puerto Rico. So, uh, again, may he, uh, may he rest in peace. Wait, who's the blonde in the... Oh, now he's got... uh, He's got a blonde and he's got a brunette. Oh, look at that. (laughs) He's uh, not only Mr. Monday Night, but he is also uh, Mr... Um... (laughs) RV2, ladies. (laughs) Oh, wow. He said anybody can have two of whatever they want. Damn. Just just damn. That's crazy. <laughs> Absolutely nuts. <laughs> I love the shoes. There's some fly shoes. So, I mean, if you're Rob Van Dam, do you really complain about your life at this point? I mean, you got... Blondes, brunettes. You're just hanging out. Oh, okay. This is Impact now. This is Impact Wrestling. Whoa. I saw that. Wow. Okay. Um, you hear? Look yeah. at Rob just sitting back watching their show. <laughs> well, I can't say I blame him. Uh, Ring of Honor uh, had Honor reign supreme this evening, but other news coming out of Ring of Honor, and I thought I'd go ahead and put this out there. Marty Skrull taking over as lead booker for Ring of Honor. Apparently, uh, the money that he's making from his deal is quote-unquote WWE money. And yeah, that's uh, it's what I hear. Uh, Shane Richardson said it best. He... Um, he wants to make sure he's got uh, Marty's agent because apparently the deal that he brokered was just tremendous. Pull well, I mean, if you're in ROH and you're making quote unquote WWE money, I imagine uh, your agent has done you a great service. Yeah, um, you know, of course, uh, Saturday night at Center Stage for Ring of Honor came on, and there was a ton of interesting 
action going on in Ring of Honor. Uh, no more interesting than that of the run-in by NWA World Heavyweight Champion Nick Aldis. So now with uh, Marty, Party Marty, getting the book in Ring of Honor, does that mean that either Marty wins the Ring of Honor title or that Marty books himself into an NWA World Championship? <laughs> well, I don't think the... I don't think he'd be able to book the NWA title. I mean, they may give it to him, but I don't... Because he can still wrestle in other places. Yep, he's got the the UK to do New Japan and Mm -hmm. uh, NWA, which essentially is, you know, the two where he'd want to be. I thought it was a a Mexican company. Uh, It could be CMLL. Yeah, I don't. Th- I don't know if New Japan is in there, because um, I only know of two when I saw what they had. Because something tells me that New Japan and ROH have probably uh, parted ways there. Well, more more information coming out of what is apparently the soap opera that is Ring of Honor. Um, so a lot of the talk about not wanting to pay their people properly and not having proper medical staffing is now a little bit shadowed in controversy because um, the rumored, the whole premise of the rumors about their treatment of their performers was stemming around their uh, women's competitor, Kelly Klein. And apparently, Kelly Klein and Joey Mercury... Uh, had something going on between the two of them because there's all sorts of stuff happening behind the scenes where, uh, you know, there's a divorce in play, there is uh, comments and commentary coming from, uh, you know, both Mercury and Klein and other talent within ROH where they're all at odds with one another. And in the meantime, you've got big, big stories like PCO, basically uh, Jean-Pierre Lafitte for those that aren't, necessarily watching Ring of Honor all very often. Um, Jean-Pierre. Not Jean-Pierre. I mean, the guy's 54 years old, and he's a Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Champion, having five-star matches with guys like Rush and Bandito. Well, just because he's 54 doesn't mean he can't have a five-star match. Are you trying to say, Stan, old people can't go? Uh, That's what he's trying to say. No, no. (laughs) I'm not saying that. I would I, Bruno, never. Bruno San Martino begged the differ there, Bubba. Um, I would never want to be that guy. I'm not going to be that guy that says that uh, old folks can't go. I'm That's what it sounds Stu Hart would grow, want to grab in the dungeon and be like, oh, really? See, <laughs> 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 they turn it blue. <laughs> tap, tap, tap harder. <laughs> Whoa. I'm, I'm not tapping. You can't make me. Okay, never mind. Oh, I'm they tapping. make you tap. Right. Are they going to break you or are they going to tap you? I think Ring of Honor has, you know, they've rested on, they've kind of stayed business as usual for years when everybody else was kind of moving and doing what needs to be done. You know what I mean? And I think they're kind of reaping the the other side of it right now with the fact that, you know, talent is, is seeing how other companies are now treating their people and they're like, hey, if you want to stay relevant, you gotta you gotta change the way you do business. 
which isn't necessarily a bad thing. I mean, if if Ring of Honor was if there was any room to question what they were doing backstage or paying their people, um, even if ten percent of everything that's been rumored is correct, it means that you have room to to fix some issues and to maybe clean it up. And I think that if anything, much like Impact, they've proven that they can stick around and last. Um, even though, really, if you think about the, the way the market was in 2003 when they really were on their, in my opinion, at the top, um, they had no business being there because the business just wasn't supporting, at least at that time, that much in the way of mainstream wrestling. But Ring of Honor grew and managed to find its footing, had so many superstars that have now gone to, God, just about everywhere, that they continue to churn out top quality matches with people you've never really heard of that they turn into major stars. Mm -hmm. Well, right now on hard to kill, you've got Eddie Edwards and uh, Michael Elgin for the call your shot trophy. Um, My understanding of the call your shot trophy is that just that you, the trophy itself is like money in the bank. You can call your, call your title shot is what I'm understanding. Kind of like Gold Rush? No. The Gold Rush Challenge is indeed unique. Because it just is. It is the mythological Gold Rush Challenge. Actually, I think that's what we should call it. The mythological Gold Rush Challenge. Oh, it's like, you know, like those old 80s ones where Hogan or you know Andre would do the whole $10,000 if you can slam me or whatever. <laughs> no, it was Big John Studd that did it. <laughs> or the uh, the bunkhouse brawl with a boot full of money. Yeah, I always wondered, like, if you had talent, would be like, I'll take that. And somebody in the back's like, um, you don't actually get to keep it. Like, <laughs> right. Um... <laughs> uh, so that boot's only got about uh, 400 ones in there, so you're just going to have to hand that back. That's the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the take. <laughs> Son of a... Well, guys, uh, Andre left with the gate. Sorry. Ah, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to stop him? <laughs> you right. tell Andre he can't? <laughs> that Renee dude's like, come on, Andre, we can hit the, let's get the bar and then go to the plane. Right. <laughs> we got drinks for days. Eh, except for yeah. Andre, it's only for one drink. No one will tell Andre, no. <laughs> I'm glad that Brian picked up on my idea to call it, you know, the mythological gold rush. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not buying that. <laughs> I'm pitching it. I'm pitching it. Well, uh, you probably you're pitching whatever you want, but he'd say no. <laughs> it's okay. He'd say no. He would laugh at me, and he'd say, "Are oh, you fired?" Mm. So uh, the way the run-in breaks down with Nick out is hitting the ring during uh, Saturday night at center stage, which, you know, I wonder how long it would take between NWA and Ring of Honor to really have something happen because Ring of Honor has been doing shows at center stage for about a year or two. Um, anyway, Aldis hits the ring, but when he does, he's dressed like a police officer and he just runs in and just takes out Flip Gordon. Well, the, the, security hits the ring and the referees start rushing the ring and everything and then Aldis tears off the uh, the police shirt and reveals himself as uh, you know NWA world champion wearing an NWA power shirt might I add which I thought was pretty cool yeah I thought that was uh, 
quite clever. I I I want to see the NWA in Ring of Honor. I want to see that super card. I'm good with that. You want to see what? I want to see a super card with Ring of Honor and NWA. I want to see Ricky Starks take on Flip Gordon. That's what I want to see. Uh, I don't know if I'd call that a super card. <laughs> I might, but... Is it like a mega card? No. no it's no. called a pay-per-view. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't, when you uh, take two companies that are there like that, you would take, you know... A super card would be taking, like, you know, one of the big ones and then putting it, you know what I mean? Better be careful. Mama Storm's little boy works for one of those companies. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I guess technically it would be a super card, but uh, them two are just, to me, quite small to... Consider that, in my opinion. So, not just just not quite big enough to be considered a supercar. Do you think? I uh, my for me. Now, with um, two companies like that, and and I think it's unlikely, especially because of um, who owns NWA. Is it possible that you could get impact in the mix on that? Uh, I could see that. And then um, would that be considered a super card if you had all three? Oh yeah, I, th- I think if you added the third, I'd be more than willing with that one. It's just uh, you know, NWA hasn't been around but what uh, two months, and I've been to an ROH card, and they're always kind of small. Mm-hmm. Um. That's just for me the only reason. I just don't picture them um, as a, you know, the super card thing. I would like to see a legitimate super card get put together. I, I, I think that everything I've seen of them is always after the fact. Like uh, World Class and NWA... When they did theirs, I saw it, you know, years later on VHS, I think. Um, But, like, when USWA did theirs with, uh, wasn't it UWF? I think it was. It was Super Clash, I think was what it was called. Um, But these, you know, Supercard events, I've always wanted to actually see one, you know, live. Like, see one unfold. Because all of the talk that you guys have have brought out there and of course all the footage that I've seen from the past the the feel of it just has to be pretty amazing uh yeah I mean so when I was young uh I can remember I mean seeing them maybe a month later because you'd see them on ESPN mm-hmm. um some of these really big ones that you know you may they may take two or three weeks to go through the whole thing. But um, you'd, you'd always see them on ESPN. So I didn't necessarily see them live, but it wasn't that long after it happened. Um, and if a title change hands, normally it would be, you would see it pretty close or pretty quick. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
for folks that are watching uh, right now, Hard to Kill has Elgin and uh, Eddie Edwards going tooth and nail. This is a hell of a matchup. This might be uh, early candidate for matching the night for this show. These guys are really laying it in. Laying it in. Hitting them hard. So let's see here. As we continue with our uh, you know, hard to kill simulcast. Who would have ever thought we'd do a simulcast with uh, Impact? Sheesh. <laughs> Rob, um, he's probably like, Rob's probably been like waiting for years. <laughs> it's about damn time. <laughs> I told y'all they'd be back. They're still around. Really? <laughs> um, so, you know, this is Tis the Season. Tis the Season, my favorite time of year as we are headed to the Royal Rumble. WWE could be in a complete shambles. and I, I think you could say right now they're pretty close. Um, but the Royal Rumble continues to be my favorite event every single year. I think I enjoy the rumors that surround the Royal Rumble more than anything else. Because, of course, this year is no different. We have, for both the women's and the men's Royal Rumble rumors, the big one going right now. May Young. No. How did you know? Get off my notes. <laughs> but, no, this, this year is Paige. <coughs> and Edge. Uh, let's do one at a time. Let's talk about Paige. Paige possibly returning for the Royal Rumble. First off, yeah, that would be cool. That would be huge. Um, Paige forcibly retired due to neck and back injuries. Um, the footage was made widely, made available widely through the internet, where basically she took a, a, a my really, back. Yeah. It was a brutal. My neck and my back. <laughs> she took a brutal, like, uh, drop kick kind of thing from Sasha Banks, where basically it hits her between I'm her neck and her for back. Damn, that Sasha Banks. And it's not the first time that Sasha's actually hurt Paige. That should be mentioned. <laughs> Sasha's responsible for Paige's concussions <laughs> and responsible for her <laughs> neck and back injury. Uh, you know, obviously, I don't think she did it on purpose, but, you know, they keep it snug in their matches. Um, but when she does, she hits Paige, and Paige just loses feeling in her hands and can't get her balance right. So that's the injury that started it off. Of course, she retires. They put her back as a general manager um, for SmackDown, and that's really the last time. Because she's currently, you know, co-starring, I guess, on WWE Backstage, you know, the show that maybe. Out of all of the hundreds that are listening to us right now, maybe five of them listen or watch WWE backstage. So I haven't even watched it. So I mean, I watched the CM Punk return, and that was it. That that's. I mean, I noticed that Paige on her Twitter was it her Twitter or her Instagram? One of them. Um, she had she had she had commented somebody's thing about. You know, Paige is done. Her glory, her best is behind her. Mm-hmm. You know, she should just go home. And she commented, "My date, my best is not behind me. Best is yet to come. Right. Wait till you see what's coming." Right. Well, you know? I mean, if uh, Daniel Bryan can make a return, you know, there should be hope that Paige can also. And and if you look at it. Oh, like if you're going to come back and you've got a questionable neck or back or whatever, 
the rumble would be a safer way to go because you don't. It's not a concentrated. Everybody's looking at them, you know. Mm-hmm. And you can always roll over the top and kind of slide out if you need be. Um, you know, there's ways to get around it. I think so. I mean, if she were to make a return, I think it'd be awesome. That's not what you said earlier. No, I think it would be awesome. And... Controversial statements by Rob on quarter to quarter. <laughs> Screw you, Paige. You're not coming back. And, uh, you know, I think that division needs a shot in the arm anyway because you got so mu- you got so much good talent that's just not being used. We don't have any of the talent being used right now. Well, and that's just it. Yeah. You got the same five women being booked right now at the top of the card. So then, if she came back, would she would she go right to the top, or does she languish like the rest of them? Because the the reports are that uh, uh, Kyrie Sane and uh, Shirai both want to leave. I would I would say that I want to uh, address both. So Paige coming back, I think, would do a short run at the top. They would give her a run. I don't know that they'd give her the title, but I think she'd have a challenging run, maybe a couple months. I don't think she'd be a mania in a main event role. I think almost as soon as she comes back, she'd have a couple months where she's in the picture, and then she'll be relegated. Much I mean, the, I could see, I could see them is. working an angle where she has her WrestleMania moment. You know, I could see her having some type of involvement of some type of match at WrestleMania because it's WWE. They always try to involve, they try to get, always get their legends or whatever involved at some point at WrestleMania. You know, um, but. But yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't foresee her coming back for long. But I do foresee her coming back. I could see it; it'd be neat. And it'd I agree with your comments. Says. Like, I mean, I I agree with your comments about Russell Roy Rumble. Is you know, that's one of my favorite events of the year because it's it's a night at, as a fan growing up. I always thought anything could happen. Mm-hmm. You know, like the whole partner versus partner thing when they had demolition fight each other for the first five minutes, you know, that one year I was like, this is awesome. That was pretty cool. I think, I think my, I, we, I definitely have a lot of favorite rumble moments. Uh, Kevin Nash basically throwing out 10 different people is when diesel kind of becomes a main attraction, kind of a, a catching the eye, kind of like Kane did a few years later. Um, I, I think when you look at the the rumble and the rumors that surround, there's always the ones that seem, oh, yeah, that could happen. You know, I could see that taking place. And then you get ones that are like, ah, that's a stretch. You know, hey, we we joked about it, but hey, this year there's no Kenny Omega rumor for the rumble. Nope. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> Kenny is uh, available this year for the Royal his, Rumble. His contract, he is otherwise occupied. I mean, now if Adam Page keeps drinking, he might show up at the Rumble. No, <laughs> oh, how funny would that be? <laughs> not even just to have him show up, not even do anything. 
I think it'd be funny for him. Him to stumble down the ring, walk in the rumble, then stumble, eliminate himself. Right, right, right. Nobody touches him. He just falls out. <laughs> They'd never let it happen, but God, that'd be cool. Or, or just to have him, you know, just come out there with a drink, like a red solo cup, and I'm just have him sit down there for a second, and then kind of look around. This isn't AEW. <laughs> they get up and walk away. <laughs> This place sucks. <laughs> oh man, I I, I want to see. I know we're off track, but I want to see what happens with Drunk Adam Page. I, I like that story. <laughs> I don't know why. I just think it's funny. Like they show him he's out there drinking while the Elite was celebrating in the ring the other a uh, couple weeks ago. I'm just like, I want to see what happens next with him. <laughs> so. We talk about Paige, you know, and, and her coming back. Yeah, I guess it's possible. Um, Brian brought up uh, Kyrie Sane and Io Shirai being pretty pissed off, actually, about their positioning. Um, both of them, I think, have valid com- concerns. Uh, Kyrie Sane, you know, at least in her regard, she had the NXT Women's Championship and the WWE Women's Tag Championship. But outside of that, her and Asuka were shifted to the background before it's almost almost like all of a sudden they realized, oh crap, we've got these two top-notch talents. Let's, let's put them in the mix. Like, oh, I don't know. You've only waited a year to do it, but what the hell? Um, and, well, I mean, it's just annoying that you, you know, they made the, the women's title to the women's tag belts to kind of help those that aren't in the main picture, you know? But then, since they've taken it off the Iconics... Right. You know, and then they put it on... When they put it on Z- Zane and um, Asuka, you know, that was fine, because it, gave, it, gave, it kept Asuka and Zane out there. People still saw them, you know. They bounced from card to card. But now you've got the tag belt tied up with the with the women's title picture, you right? Know? With so uh, Becky and Oscar, right? Defeating the whole purpose of it. So it's just kind of like, oh come on. Well, I mean, and the thing is, if if we're really talking about people that should be pissed off in their position, throw Oscar in that mix too, because Oscar hasn't gotten a, a truly fair shot since she got the call up. She hasn't gotten a fair shake since she got defeated. Yeah. Well, since I mean, they I, took I her agree. And, and, and ended her streak, you know, and then birthed this phenomenon called Becky Two Belts or Becky Lynch, the man. Nobody's gotten any kind of push except, oh, look, Charlotte Flair and... Sasha's back in it because of Bailey. It's like, come on. Stop well, recycling the same people when you got all this quality talent there that is just sitting there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll have to agree with Rob. Uh, you know, this uh, oh, constantly using the same uh, women is starting to get a little old. Especially yeah. when, you know, again, uh, Bailey just just doesn't seem into it. Right. So, 
You know, this week is the first week I've really agreed with you, Brian, on how she is, or how she seems emotionally with her heel turn. Like, since her heel turn, and I was all about him, like, this is cool, this is what Bailey should be doing, but this is the first week I saw Bailey, and she just was like, eh, this isn't really for me. She just didn't seem like she wanted to do it. That's how I felt on her, and that's what I've seen in it since she did it. I mean, it's just... But, I mean, I get, speaking of the same people being involved, I give you all till Rumble, after the Rumble, till Charlotte Flair is somehow involved in the world, the women's title picture on her brand. Oh, God, please. No. I, I bet you she goes to WrestleMania with a, with a world title shot. Uh, let's see. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess I can see that. I mean, uh, if they're going to... Because from what it looks like, we get Lacey Evans and Bailey at the Rumble. So Bailey mm-hmm. probably wins that. And then I believe the next big event is the Elimination Chamber. So Bailey will probably defend there. And then well, yeah, I, Charlotte could be the number but, one contender there. No, I think it'll Bailey and Sasha at WrestleMania. It'll be Charlotte and Becky. At Mania for the other belt. Hmm. So because uh, Charlotte's on Raw, right? Yeah, yes she is. Yeah. Yep. So somehow or another Sasha and Bailey will have a falling out. Quick Which heads you up. You know it's uh, going to happen sooner or later. Hard to kill results. Uh, Mike Elgin. Loses to Eddie Edwards in the Call Your Shot uh, trophy match where Eddie Edwards wins after a nice uh, sunset flip reversal of a powerbomb. Um, and now back to our regularly scheduled program. <clears throat> well, I mean, I, I could see I could see with this whole Oscar thing, I could see Becky coming out fighting Oscar, Oscar coming out bringing Kyrie Sane. And then, oh, look, Charlotte says, I'll help you, Becky. You know, the whole thing with with the women being, man, this is going to sound bad when I say it, but being so top-heavy in the women's division, I was hoping when WWE started doing their releases that we would see the rosters get thinned out the way they should be. Now, granted, I don't want to see anybody truly be fired and out of work, but let's face it. If a, if a lady like Carmella were to get fired by WWE, she's going to have something to fall back on. And also, she's got Corey Graves. Just saying. You know, filtering out some of these talents, because the true... God, doesn't that music just sound awful familiar? What's that? What are you talking about? On Impact. Uh, now I get it. Yep, turn up your music. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh my god well I know somebody a certain Mr. Somebody who would be really pissed if he heard that <laughs> that's just too close that's the same music it's, I, it might be oh it is Trust so me. it's going to be Moose and Rhino here at Hard to Kill Moose coming to the ring in like a Ric Flair and Ricky Steamboat kind of mixture a Ric Flair robe and a Ricky Steamboat headband. <laughs> Moose been playing in the, the, the 
Oh. The prop closet again, huh? Oh, Macho Man Randy Savage tights, though. Moose. Moose. Always love that chant. I think it's great. What, the moose chant? <laughs> yeah, the moose chant. Moose. Moose. Um, <laughs> damn it. Damn you, Impact, for distracting us. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I thought with the releases that we'd see the herd get thinned out. It's not like we don't have any places for these ladies to go. Kyrie Sane, Ayo Shirai, Asuka. I'd hate to see Asuka get fired, but I feel like she'd do better in multiple other places. Um, Carmella, maybe even uh, Lacey Evans. And this is just people from the main roster. Because the thing is, the kiss of death right now is in NXT, if one of those women, ridiculously talented women, get called up, and they have to be in the mix with these same six women. It's like you're almost destined to fail. You put Shayna Baszler in there with Becky, as good as Shayna Baszler is, and she is really good. You know as well as I do, WWE be like, yep, Becky's beating Shayna tonight. Mm, I don't know on that one. You don't think that they would make uh, Becky tap her out to the disarmor? I think uh, Becky would lose in a non-title match. I think the build-up for the match would be great. I think you could make it almost look as if Becky is uh, intimidated by just basically the bully that is Shayna Baszler in her character. Because that's what Shayna has, that's where Shayna has shined this entire time, is basically, I'm bigger, I'm better than anybody, and she intimidates her opponent just by being like this bully almost. Do you think... I mean, I, I think the, the, her wrestling speaks for itself. When it comes to Shayna Baszler, she's tremendous. But when you're looking at her character development, when she mm-hmm. first started, she really didn't have like a character per se. She was just a brute, which was fine. But when she got into her feuds with Kyrie Sane, with Ember Moon, and she just kind of developed this bully mentality. I mean, look what she did. Remember her feud, brief as it was, with Dakota Kai? Where she stomps on the back of her arm and, you know, starts threatening like she's going to break everybody's arm. I mean, that was, that was pretty compelling. But I still lean to the, to the side that would say, yeah, she gets called up, but she doesn't get a fair shot. Mmm. That's interesting. Because I think she would probably, uh, probably get it. Let's just meet him. I think she'll be the one to unseat Becky because that'll start the whole horsewomen, horsewomen thing. Mm-hmm. And I think she'll get the shot and her, the four of them will, will um, take out Becky. And then Becky will be like, oh, I need help. Jeez, we got we to gotta put the band back together. <laughs> Only if Bailey starts hugging again. That All has right. to be what turns Bailey good again. <laughs> What's going to turn her good is those big old yard, you know, those balloons. Oh, Moose just took a backdrop on the on the apron or the uh, ramp. Good God! And I figured it out. It's it's not Randy Savage. It's Hacksaw Butch Reed. No. Look, that's what he's trying to look like with the headband and the. That's it's Hacksaw Butch Reed. Hacksaw Butch Reed. You don't think so? <laughs> eh, you might pure hate there. I don't know. That's who it reminds me of. Um, 
I mean, it's... The Rumble is always that cool time where you're like, man, they could call this person up. They could call this person up. But like, Rhea They're going to call just, somebody. Well, and Ripley just won the belt from Baszler. Baszler's nowhere to be seen for, what, two weeks in a row now since that happened? Or is it just one? Just one? No, so, you might be right. So with Baszler being out of the picture, now they're doing like a battle royal this coming week to crown a new number one contender. I mean, I, I'm i okay with seeing Baszler move up, but they've got to start thinning the herd. They've got to start cleaning it out because you just have too many. It's it's the reason why so many people are unhappy. I mean, how can you blame Io Shirai, Kyrie Sane? I, I still throw Asuka in there because I'm pretty sure she's probably pissed. How can you blame them for being unhappy when they are tremendous talents in and of themselves, but they have no semblance of fair treatment since since two out of the three got caught up from NXT and one can't seem to get her get a shot. Uh yeah. But I, I again I think this is all gonna lead towards um the horsewoman versus horsewoman. And it may very well head towards WrestleMania. Because it wouldn't take hard to put that together. No. Well, and that that kind of puts us to the position of the next rumor for the Royal Rumble. Sticking with the women, Ronda Rousey is rumored to be coming back for the Royal Rumble. And there's a rumor that it's going to be her and Becky finally in a singles matchup. Hmm. I could see them using Baszler to get her out. Yeah, because... Go ahead. I could... I was going to say I could see that I could see Becky having a having a a series with Baszler, and at one point beating Baszler down, and even if Charlotte's involved, but like then all of a sudden, then all of a sudden, out comes Ronda Rousey to protect Shayna Baszler, you know, and people lose their minds. As long as Ronda gets actually involved, it doesn't just come out there and point at the WrestleMania sign. I guess I'm okay. Not a fan of that, are you? No, no. I mean, when when uh, Taker and Triple H did it to set up for their match, I'm like, okay, yeah. After that, everybody wants to point to the sign. We're going to <laughs> WrestleMania. Okay, great. Congratulations. Well, I'll tell you this. I could tell the guy at the restaurant the other night was pissed off at you because all you did was stood there and pointed to the sign. <laughs> I'm going to Chili's. The guy's like, what do you want to eat? And you're just like, <laughs> and, sir? <laughs> so then we go to the men's side of things, and we've got two. One of them, I think it happens every year. It, it's the CM Punk is coming back. No, look, too I like soon. CM Punk. I want to see him back. Yeah, I don't think it's too happening. soon. Um, he's not hurt, but I just don't think he's got the desire, and I don't think that they're going to pay him what he wants. I think he would try to make him back up the truck to his house, and until you know Brock has a career-ending knee injury or something, and you know Roman Reigns can't get out of bed, they're not going to pay any kind of money for anybody else. Um, and then the other one, which is more intriguing, is Edge. Why is that intriguing? So, 
Edge in, Edge gets injured in 2011, 2012, from a neck injury, spinal stenosis. Told, hey, you're you're done, you're you're done. You cannot continue. Comes out on Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania and retires publicly, surrenders the title, all of that. So, this past SummerSlam, you may recall that. Um, Elias is out there. We may recall, Brian. You may recall. May recall. You may remember. You may recall <laughs> such incidents as... But Elias is out there doing his concert, and Edge interrupts and hits the spear. Well, ever since this spear happens, I mean, people have just been like, oh, Edge is coming back. He's Hello, getting everyone. in ring shape. People are thinking that maybe he has, you know... People are thinking that he has gotten cleared by WWE. People are thinking that he is ready to make a run. Well, okay, is you in the moment, you know, Edge's theme hits. He comes to the ring, and let's just say, because Brock Lesnar has entered into the Rumble, let's say he eliminates Brock and mm-hmm. wins the Rumble, okay? You get your one match with Edge, and I'm going to bet if they did this, Edge would lose. But what does this give you? It's it's right along the lines of the conversation that actually Brian and I have had a couple times when we talk about Punk coming back, is what does it give you long term? What is it really doing? And as cool as it would be in the moment, you know, to hear the music, see him hit the ring, it would be a cool shock value for at least a minute. Now the realization sets in that okay, you've got fifty guys on your roster and here's fifty one who's taking the spot of one of those other 50 for WrestleMania. Because seemingly you wouldn't have him come back unless he was going to win it, in my opinion. Who? Edge? Yeah. yeah. He's not winning. So if, if... If the little... Uh, possible lineup for WrestleMania that was leaked is true. Mm-hmm. You have to set up uh, what's his name versus Brock. Uh, what's his name? Tyson. Tyson Fury. Okay, so Tyson Fury. Great so, name, by the way. What better way to do that than put Brock in number one, have him run the gambit all the way up to. The very last number, and guess whose number it is? <laughs> so Tyson Fury is number thirty. Yes, Brock goes because first Brock goes, holy Brock goes first, and he go he runs the table, right? Mm-hmm. He's in there the whole time. Nobody put him out, and then sure enough, number thirty. Here's Tyson. Of course, Brock is already worn out. Tyson makes him look stupid. And dumps him over the rope. Guess what Tyson just acquires? A title shot of his title shooting title at shot. WrestleMania, yeah. Just like that. God, that would suck. <laughs> I'm, I've heard your storyline layout, and now I'm convinced of two things. One, Vince has probably already approved it. And two, that's got to be the worst idea I've ever heard. <laughs> but it's... It always happens that way, right? Oh big God. guy, big guy comes out thirty. Yeah, right. Or are you going to put Brock doesn't have a title shot that night, so you're going to put him in number one. 
God, if you're world champ, how many times has the world champion entered the Rumble? Outside of Hogan, I can't remember a time. Oh! Yeah. Referee just got sandwiched. Ouch. Oops. And there, but there you go. That's, I mean, that easy. Bam! Just like that. And you now have your main event for WrestleMania without having to do anything. You don't have to, you don't have to put Tyson in a ring to where he may or may not have the right skills you're looking for. Boom. Automatic. Man. Rob, what do you think? Tyson Fury number 30 and eliminates Brock who goes coast to coast? No. I still think Braun will eliminate Brock. But um, if you remember last year, there wasn't a whole lot of run-in. There wasn't a whole lot of one-offs for the men's rumble. Mm-hmm. Like If you remember last year, we kept saying, oh, what about who's going to be the surprise? Oh, wait a minute. And there wasn't a whole lot. Um, I don't think there was any, really. Um, but you got... Brian's probably right. I just don't want to. I just don't want to see that angle at all. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm afraid it's kind of like Beetlejuice. If you say it too much, it'll happen. Well, it's out there, and apparently, it was a rumored run sheet that they've been putting together. What was the date something. on that image? Was it August? No, uh, I don't. I don't remember when, but it was. Fair, it just. It was just a. Uh, put out not too long ago. Now, so. the last time something like that was released, it turned out to be true because we got Brock and Roman Reigns again. Yeah, now, again, I'm not saying it's true, but I'm just saying if it is true, mm-hmm. this this is your way of putting at least that match together. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, why else would Brock Lesnar enter the Rumble? You made him a monster. You're going to put him in number one. Well, he's about to do what very few others have done, and I'll bet you he'll run the table. Now, the other part of that rumored card is interesting because it's Daniel Bryan, and, well, it's interesting to a degree, Daniel Bryan, The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, and Roman Reigns for the Universal title. I'm okay with seeing Daniel Bryan and, and Bray Wyatt, but I, I don't think that, especially with his work with uh, uh, King Corbin, that Roman Reigns is positioned right now to really be in that role. What? I think you want to see Roman Reigns in that hole. <laughs> role? You mean role, not no. hole? Ew, what? what? Where did we just go? We just went south. Uh, by the way, Moose... Yes, you did. Moose just defeated <laughs> Rhino in a uh, botch vest of a hardcore match. He's, uh, <clears throat> you guys got to be careful. You're going to hurt yourselves. Um, but, yeah, Moose wins over Rhino in a hardcore match. I, I just feel that, you know, when it comes to The Fiend, as you continue to roll this character out and make more out of what he can do, you're going to need a, a real special kind of person 
and maybe it's Bray Wyatt, maybe or not Bray Wyatt, but maybe it's Daniel Bryan, maybe it's somebody else that upends him, but I just don't think it's going to be Roman. I just don't think that it would make sense. But, <coughs> I mean, it, w- it didn't make sense for Roman to be in half the stuff that he's been involved with. And they still did that. So. Yeah, I mean, they they love Roman, and why wouldn't they put Roman in that spot again when he shouldn't be? Yeah, that's the that's the sad part. That's the sad part. They're building up on uh, Hard to Kill with uh, the North taking on Willie Mack and who was supposed to be Rich Swan, but at Bash at the Brewery, uh, Rich Swan injured his ankle um, and is supposedly not able to compete. They're stating that they heard a pop. At least that's in part of the storyline, that they heard a pop in the injury and that Willie Mack, they're not sure what he's going to do. You mean, uh, are you talking about Willie Mack for tonight? Yeah. I don't know. Willie Mack might be able to take them both on his own. You know, it's been a good while since I saw a good Willie Mack match. You know what I mean? Not like Mm -hmm. that he doesn't have them. I just haven't had a chance to really watch him. Ethan Page. (sighs) Swan and Mack. Let's see what they say. Yep. So, let's see. Uh, So, in North Carolina, Honor reigns supreme for Ring of Honor. Nick Aldis interrupts the show, grabs a headset, says he is here to uh, discredit, to expose Marty Skrull as a fraud. (coughs) And... Basically, Flip Gordon and uh, Brody King escort him away. They they rush him off. But so yeah, it does appear that immediately we've got Aldis and Skrull for Ring of Honor. And by the way, yeah, look at that Camille also with Nick Aldis there at uh, Ring of Honor when he does the rush, the rush in for Ooh. Honor Raid Supreme. Wow, and that's tonight. Uh, that was, yeah, that was today at, when did this, when did this be posted? Uh, this was this afternoon, I guess. So, about, uh, five hours ago. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Indeed. Yeah, I mean, at least, I will have to say, at least two companies are using... Uh, some common sense here. Yeah. Well, and, and, uh, AEW continues to use common sense. Well, yeah, but I'm talking like you had this golden opportunity where um, to to do a super card, if you want to call it that, mm-hmm. and two companies are apparently are going to take advantage of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you gotta, you gotta be able to start promoting it properly, and why not? Why not capitalize on the buzz that NWA Power has been getting? I mean, that's what I would do. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. So it'll be, 
It'll be interesting to see what happens. Hopefully so, it'll work out, though. So I wanted to ask you guys uh, what you thought of... What did you guys think of the situation with uh, John Moxley and Chris Jericho in his invitation to join the inner circle on AEW Dynamite this past week? Mm. What did you think of the way they handled that? Was it too long, too short? Does it does it get more telegraphed when it takes that much more time? Yes. Because I thought with the length of time, I was like, all right, what's next? You know? Right. And so once it kept dragging on, I'm like, all right, where is it? Where is it? I mean... Yeah, but for, for us, though, mm-hmm. with the, um, you know... We've seen this a hundred times before. You know, we it'd be easy for us to not fall for it, right? I mean, um, there were there were a couple of twists and turns where you thought it was going to happen, and and they they suckered you. Like every time you thought that he was going to, you know, hit him over the head with a bottle, or you know, drop Sammy or something like that first. Every time you thought something like that was going to happen, uh, you know, he, he grabs the car keys or he, you know, he, he poses again with the wine and, and just, you know, starts joking around. And I I thought to myself, as long as it took, and yeah, I, I agree with Rob, it, it did become really telegraphed. I mean, you could see it coming, but I don't know that that killed the segment for me. For me, it was like, no, I just want to see it happen. And the closer you got to it, you're like, man, how is he going to pull this off? Because now he's got everybody in the ring. You know, he's got Hager in there, and and he's got Guevara, he's got Jericho, and all of them are looking. All of them could basically see it coming. But he just, the way they timed it, and I don't know if they really talked about it or if they just let it happen or let it unfold. With those guys in the ring, I imagine they just kind of did it organically. But Jericho... You know, invites him to the inner circle. He takes the jacket off and shows the T-shirt. And everybody's like, boo. They're booing him, telling him he's sold out. He's telling the fans that they're idiots and that, you know, Chris Jericho is a trusted friend. And, you know, he gets the keys to the car. And, and then all of a sudden, he's like, I, I was just kidding. It's a stupid group. <laughs> I mean, I thought that was the best. He's like, I was just kidding. It's It's a stupid group. And then he hits him over the head. With the bottle, and, I mean, bubbly goes everywhere. The The way Jericho sells it is amazing because he just sells it like death. And then you've got, I think it was Hager that was holding him up like he's holding his dead best friend. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was cool. Um, I, I'm enjoying this ride as far as the buildup for the, these guys' feud. Yeah, I, I mean... I might have liked to have seen a little bit more um, suspense, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just a little bit more thought, like uh, it may really happen. Maybe had them hang out with them and do that segment really early in the night. That could have been cool. Maybe have them in like their luxury box. Yeah, you know, and have him drinking with Chris and all that. That would have been actually all right. I kind of like yeah. that. And then, like, just throughout the night, 
systematically take them out. Oh, that would have been cool. Yeah, like, so, you know, you might have caught Sammy, uh, you know, it was Sammy and Mox, and you might have caught Sammy coming out the bathroom, and Mox rolls them and then rolls them back in the bathroom or you know, right, puts them right. on the stall or whatever and shuts the door, and that's where he ends up, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you see you see Jericho by the end of the night. What the hell is going on? Yeah, I don't know, Chris. I'll protect know, you. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, Chris. You got me, you know. Uh, don't worry about them. I'm for you know. I own forty nine percent or you know whatever. We got it, Chris. We don't need them. Jericho's and then by the end of the night, all of them are just, just dismantled. Right, right. So. Because because now here's the thing: John Moxley sticks with the hit and run attitude that he has, which I'm okay with. But sooner or later, the numbers game is gonna gonna play in, and he's gonna get caught. It's only a matter of time. Oh, yeah. But something tells me that there's going to be somebody to help before, by the time it's all said and done for, for Moxley. Mm-hmm. And, there, you know, there may be somebody that we still haven't seen yet. See, that's, that's what I was figuring. Because it would be too obvious, too easy to just make it one of the elite. To make it Cody yeah. or somebody. And, and you can do it. Don't get me wrong, it would make sense, but it's very obvious. It doesn't need to be done. And if you've still got, you know, that ace in the hole, which, for whatever reason, these guys have just multitudes of them. <laughs> they just pull them out at that right time. It's like, damn, how'd they get this guy? Damn, how'd they get that guy? Well, I mean, don't forget that, you know, Khan uh, himself, Tony, has said that, mm-hmm. you know, we've only... We we've only used like forty percent of the roster, so which is crazy to me. Yes, uh, and and again, I would imagine a lot of it is they're waiting for contracts to expire. Is there a free agent out there right now, a legitimate free agent that has had a feud with Jericho that we haven't seen in a while? That you could bring in? Yeah. I mean, I would imagine there's probably one that we're not thinking of. Um, I would think there's probably somebody out there that we haven't thought of. Especially if you factor in, you know, maybe some new Japan guys. Tanahashi. Um, wow. That actually could be cool. Or what if what if it was Lance Archer? They uh, they have a feud. Yeah, well, like I'm, I'm I don't know that they've ever had a feud, but like I'm just trying to I'm going down that New Japan road. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just looking at okay, who would make sense? Okada. Oh, I mean Naito. Okada, yeah. Um, um, again, and this is where I guess for me the New Japan, you know, possible because I'm not buying. Where, you know, two weeks ago, they're like, the door shut. The then door. Jericho's like, ah, oh, that's not true. The door's open. Right. And then uh, I think somebody from New Japan's like, yep, door's open. And then the Bucks are like, nope, it's slam shut. <laughs> you know, I don't know who you think you're fooling, but I'm not buying none of it. I think it is open. I think they're just waiting for the right time. 
It'll be Ralphus. We'll find out that Ralphus is on a low carb diet. He's not <laughs> chiseled in stone. <laughs> Ralphus. Freaking twelve pack abs now. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it's gonna turn out that the real, real leader of the Dark Order is uh, Matt Hardy. So I saw that rumor today. So apparently, so Matt Hardy's contract is up March 3rd, 2020. That's the rumored expiration date. And they're saying that it's it's totally up, so he doesn't have like a non-compete. And that if that's the case, that they're they're building up to possibly having it be Matt Hardy as the leader of the Dark Order. Because of the uh, segment where in, well, I got an email that creeped, that creeped me out. But there's a segment where they're talking to the leader of the Dark Order and he says, Wonderful. And everybody now thinks it's, it's Matt Hardy's broken character. Well, I, I mean, I think even Matt has been on YouTube and stuff has been doing the, the broken character. Yeah. Free the I mean, he had the whole battle at the the thing, you know. Yeah, and they deleted the woken Matt Hardy character, mm-hmm. which was interesting. I liked how he did that. So he didn't necessarily like, you know, poo on WWE, but what he did was he did the whole like you know deletion or whatever they call it now, and then the like whoever is one of the seven deities talks to him. I can't believe we're actually saying seven deities in the wrestling conversation, but whatever. <laughs> One of them says this was about deleting the Woken Matt Hardy. And then now he's trying to find his uh, his vessel. He's trying to save his zenith. Hey, listen, so we can, I think we can all admit that when... Oh, my God. What the hell was that? Willie Mack just A hit... A destroyer... Off of his shoulders. A doomsday device destroyer. No, that's a Canadian destroyer. Where... Yep. Damn. Man, what in the... That's insanity. Uh, uh, so anyway, so we can all admit that Matt was at his best when he was able to come up with this stuff on his own. Oh, yeah. He didn't have to run it by anybody. Um... And I think now, with him being so close, he's probably already, you know, given his notice, and he's just waiting for the right time. And Oh, what a frog splash. The WWE's not fooled with him. Well, and, I mean, he's had such a storied run of his career that he's one of those few, I think, well, they'll just let him do what he wants to do. You know, they'll let him go. They won't, like, try to force him. Jeff Hardy, on the other hand, had time tacked onto the end of his deal for his knee injury. I still question the legality of being able to tack on time to someone's contract. I know that well, you've talked about especially it, but... if you're quote unquote uh, what they call them contract workers. Right, right. Because that's how Matt, Matt's still there anyway. Because remember, he had gone on to Twitter and Facebook saying. Oh, I'm leaving, I'm leaving. It's going to be great. I can't wait to hit the Indies. I can't wait to hit the Indies. And then... Oh! And then, boom! Guess what? I got another year! 
Yeah, I mean, they did the same thing to the Revival. They did the same thing to Luke Harper. Um, Luke Harper, by the way, coming up on the end of his 90-day non-compete. Um, and he has already already copywritten and trademarked the uh, Brody... It's Brody Lee, I believe. Um, character or gimmick name. So, I would say it would not surprise me to see him show up. I mean, God... Best place for him? I don't know. I mean, I could see him show up in NWA. I could see him show up in Ring of Honor. Impact right now could probably find a use for him. Uh, Sorry, I coughed. Who are you talking about? Uh, Luke Harper. I think he's AEW. I get hesitant to say that because I'm like, well, okay, so what would he do? But with AEW and how they lay out talent, and how, you know, they kind of stagger who's on TV each week, it could be done. And they've proven that they can make it work and make it entertaining. Yeah, I just... Something... Maybe he's the one that helps Mox. Yeah. And that would be, you know... That could be... uh, That could be the way it works out. I wouldn't mind seeing what he could do in Japan. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> that could work. Um, the because uh, you could take him over there and you could turn him loose, mm-hmm. you know, and you could probably have some nice, good old fashioned slobber dockers um, type matches. Like normally happens when the big guys go over there. Yeah. Well, and with all of the similarities to him and, you know, Bruiser Brody, and to really be uncuffed, to be let loose in Japan, oh, man. He could almost he could almost recreate his entire career. Mm-hmm. Because of just how similar and how much his performing reminds us of what Bruiser Brody was. Because you remember back in the day when he first started, God, I say back in the day like it's forever ago. I guess it kind of was. It was eight years ago. Sheesh. When he first started on the scene and started really getting attention before he got the NXT and and Florida Championship Wrestling, he was wrestling in Ring of Honor as Brody Lee. He was wrestling in Dragon Gate as Brody Lee. And he was gaining momentum then as a potential star. And then he gets signed becomes part of the Wyatt family, which to this day remains one of the most underutilized factions WWE has ever put together. Um, well, that's that's because they were getting over. Yeah. By themselves. Yes. And that's that's why it went nowhere fast. Mm-hmm. So, and... You know, again, we're so we're talking. Uh, Bray is, you know, finally got the title, but look at what they're talking about doing at Mania, right? So, who's Melissa? And why is she on his jacket? Melissa is Brian Cage's wife, Melissa Santos. She used to do the ring announcing for um, Lucha Underground. And he put Melissa. Sweet Melissa. 
he put <laughs> Melissa on his jacket because at one point they handcuffed Brian Cage to the ropes, and then he pile drove Melissa right in front of him. Oh, that dirty! Now they're building up for the moment. This is the match, the main event coming up here between Tessa Blanchard and Sammy Callahan for the Impact World Heavyweight Championship. Interesting choice. You've got Sammy Callahan, who uh, say what you want about his uh, professional say career. The guy want. has he has survived. He has survived a WWE run. He has um, managed to cement his legacy in Impact. And then you've got Tessa Blanchard, who has been a star everywhere she goes. What um, is that scratching? What is that? Just stopped. What was it? Uh, Rob. Rob got caught. <laughs> <laughs> this from the te- tippy, 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 tack, tack, tack of the game controller? Whatever. I just, yeah, want, you... I just want to know who he's killing with the lightsaber. You know, it's not that bad. I mean, that sounded <laughs> like you were scratching on the microphone. It would have been cool if it was like DJ Rob in the house. We can, we can, wow, wow. I guess it's not that kind of scratch. Okay. Wow, that looks like a legit black eye. That's a nasty looking <laughs> shiner. <laughs> that, that's how she probably, that's probably how she felt after the Twitter, Twitter verse this weekend. <laughs> I, I want to say that I am hopeful that Impact still follows through with with what could be tonight and let's history be made. I understand that, especially now there's a lot of fans that probably have, uh, their own opinions about it, but I feel like you've got, but so many opportunities in your company legacy and your story to really make history. And I don't know that there's a better time than now to try it. Mm, be interesting. But the problem is now we'll never know if they follow through with it or not. You know what I'm saying? Well, and it, it's it's probably... The sad part is, if they do it, it'll be short-lived. It'll get cut short. Now? Yeah. Mm. Tessa Blanchard heading to the ring for uh, what could be a history-making moment here as she challenges for the World Heavyweight Championship, taking on Sammy Callahan. Um, Could you imagine the emotions, the thoughts going through her head as she's walking to the ring? How do you block out everything that's been going on for the past couple days and focus on going, getting down to business. Uh, so we got some breaking news here. Wow. Dun, 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 dun. So this just in, Brian Cage has officially signed with All Elite Wrestling. How does that work? So this is uh, courtesy of SoCal Uncensored, their website. Brian Cage has signed a multi-year deal with All Elite Wrestling. Uh, no start date was given, but we were advised soon. The former Impact World Champion, Lucha Underground Gift of the Gods Champion, went to a no contest with Rob Van Dam earlier tonight and became a free agent when his 
contract with with Impact expired and was reportedly working through a handshake deal. Uh, received offers to stay with Impact, go to Ring of Honor, but decided to go to AEW. Um, let's see here. Scrolling through the multiverse. Start of, date yet to be determined. As soon as Impact reads that, your start date will be Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> you know, like, well, I'm sure he probably gave them notice. Oh, I'm sure. So I'm sure they probably knew it was coming. Which is why they, rather than beat him or have him win, they have him be injured and be carried out. Mm-hmm. Which I, I don't, I don't blame him for that. That's smart booking. You got to do what you got to do to protect your product. And he's not, he hasn't burned any bridges there, so he could always go back. So they just do it. They injure him, quote unquote, and that's what they do. But yep. uh, now Twitter is full of Cage versus Omega. Yeah, I want to see that. Um, I am one of those fans. I want to see that match. Well, I mean, you know, now it's only... God, I mean, that could happen as early as Wednesday. I mean, if you think about it. Because if he doesn't have a no-compete clause... Could be Wednesday. I would so, like to see it. So do you think it that's a major upgrade? Uh for AEW? Yeah. Yeah, that's huge. With with signing a guy like Brian Cage, a person who is agile, who is um a powerhouse, who is can work hardcore. You've got somebody in your fold that can do literally anything you want him to do. And he's got a motor, so he can go longer than... Holy good God! Sammy Callahan just put the boots to Blanchard right away. Um, damn, pile driver. Is that it? No way. Okay, she kicks out. <laughs> holy crap! Sorry, uh, Blanchard just gets a boot to the face during ring introductions. Um, <clears throat> anyway... <laughs> Didn't you just take a boot to the face? <laughs> But Brian Cage has uh, uh, just an unlimited potential. He's got the cardio where he can work for longer than 10 minutes, which is already an upgrade for anybody that he would have wrestled in WWE. Um, Plus, he's got the ability to um, think about it. Him and Jericho, him and Moxley, him and Omega, him and Cody, him and Sammy. I mean, the list just keeps going. It doesn't really stop. Um, I'm into it. I want to see him and MJF. I think that could be a good matchup. Uh, MJF, by the way, continues to lay down just tremendous promos. And this coming Wednesday, we get to see the return to the ring of WWE Hall of Famer Diamond Dallas Page. In a six-man tag match, the Rhodes Brothers, Diamond Dallas Page against MJF. And I don't know who MJF's partners are. Switchblade, isn't it? Or something like ah, that? Ah, Butcher in the Blade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. There you go. Hey, but they had the bunny on the outside. You uh, leave the bunny alone. <laughs> the Butcher, the Blade, and the bunny. 
It's almost like a children's book. <laughs> it kind of sounds like it. Some kind of sick, twisted, rambling rabbit kind of children's book, but okay. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I mean, this is, I would say this is a huge upgrade for the roster. Um, it does lend, lend more credence to the fact that wrestlers now, because they realize, hey, I don't have to go, quote unquote, up north to cement or make a legacy, we'll go down south. And it's almost like watching WCW versus WWE all over again. Uh, yeah. And and again, though, this, this just goes to what I said earlier where Khan said that they've only, you know, touched 40% of the roster. Mm-hmm. And here's a prime example because just like that, um, we have a new member. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's just it. Like this deal could have been getting put together for months. They could mm-hmm. have already had an agreement in terms and just had to honor his contract. Which mm-hmm. I mean, that's smart. There's nothing in this world that says you can't be under contract to start at a date that's ninety days after your other contract expires. Absolutely nothing. And Brian Cage has worked for everybody and honored every agreement that he's made so far. One thing I've never seen about Brian Cage is any kind of refusal to, you know, honor his matches that he's booked for. Yeah. I always hate when wrestlers do that whole snot rocket gimmick thing where they blow boogers on somebody else. Sammy Callahan just does that. Blow boogers. He said boogers. Boogers. Yeah. Mucus. Mucus membranes. <laughs> He's got a puke. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. So let's see if they pull it off. Yep, that is really the question here. Um, as the main event continues, Tessa Blanchard now getting worked over in the corner. Sammy Callahan working the How do you do that corner spot that way without it really just screwing your knee all up? Does he janks it over to there and boom. Does he stop at some point or does it just I guess it's more how they turn the leg. Oh, now he's working over the knee. Ooh, ooh. Ouch. You can break your hand doing that. He's literally punching with his small knuckles, punching her in the knee. Ouch. Because they said, don't punch her in the face. He said, okay. <laughs> it's like he punches <laughs> her in the leg. <laughs> I'll punch you as hard as I want. <laughs> Ooh. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. <laughs> <laughs> A good touch, bad touch here. Is that what you're saying? A little inverted uh, figure four. Or... Any touch covered by the two-piece swimsuit or a one-piece swimsuit. <laughs> Inverted figure four. Is that what this is? That's nasty. Mm, I'm not sure what that is. But it looks like it'll hurt. Uh, Yeah, yeah. That's straight out of like the Stu Hart dungeon playbook right there. <laughs> Your lips. <laughs> oh! Just slapped her on the back. She tried to tap out and he grabbed the arm and smacked her in the back. 
Maybe Mox Callahan. Yeah. <laughs> the facial expression that Sammy Callahan puts off there when he's trying to piss off the crowd, wrestlers could take lessons from that. Just the the simplicity of it, it just it riles up the crowd. It makes them boo, makes them give them the finger. You know who else is really good at that is MJF. Mm. I, I I did think it was funny that uh, there was that meme with MJF and Paige, Diamond Dallas Paige. From, <laughs> who made uh, this? This isn't funny. Yeah, who made this? <laughs> this is not funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's got, uh, so the meme that Brian is talking about has uh, been on Twitter, and it's basically, it's Bob Barker and Adam Sandler from Happy Gilmore, only playing the role of Bob Barker is DDP. And playing the role of Happy Gilmore is uh, MJF. And, of course, the quote is, The price is wrong, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) So MJF reacts in uh, true heel fashion. This isn't funny. (laughs) Who made this? (laughs) And, again, that's that's what makes him so good. Like, he is literally understands social media and how how it can be used in your favor. I mean, that's just, that's how you do it. I, I wonder if, if he just figured this out all by himself or if somebody said, hey, when, you, when you're done tonight, you need to do this. You need to tweet this. Like, if you have somebody, because Diamond Dallas Page is really good at coaching these guys when it comes to social media and how to get their name out there. But I wonder if these guys have that or if they're just figuring it out as they go. Mm, that's a interesting idea there um, on who exactly is, you know, coaching him or, or got him to understand that. Yeah. Because you can tell immediately that the guy gets it. The, the, the light is on. <laughs> he gets what he has to do, and he does it. He, it's like playing an orchestra. He knows how. He knows which notes to hit and when. Um, oh, here's also information from Fightful.com. Tessa Blanchard <coughs> will not be talking to the media after tonight's main event. Probably hmm. smart. Probably smart. Yeah. Probably, regardless of if she wins or loses, uh, you need to keep her off, out of the way of the press right now. Don't let her say anything that could be misconstrued. Tessa yeah. wasn't to come. Oh, <laughs> Sammy just slaps her out of her boots. Ew! What the hell? What is that nasty snot coming out of his <laughs> face? Ew! It's the little things like that that. <laughs> You see that, Brian? is like all over his face. That's yeah. disgusting. Rob, are you seeing this? No, you never told me how to watch it, so... I just sent you the... you got to nope. be kidding me. Two hours, and you haven't told me this until now? I know, I, you, I know, because I'm watching it. I know you got it right, Stan. Damn. You did the right thing, kid. Rob, it's in the chat. Just, no, mm, yeah. not on air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All I can say is it's in the chat. Oh, oh, going for a powerbomb outside. Just, oh, oh. Ouch. 
Close fist by Tessa just bouncing off of the forehead of Sammy Callahan. So there was an internet meme today. That, oh, ouch. That's through a table. That's going to leave a mark. There was an internet meme today about Sammy Callahan and Tessa and the choice between a domestic abuser and an accused racist. And that only an impact could this be done. Well, you know, the bad part is, is I'm sure no Fed, no matter how well they keep stuff closely guarded. Yeah. You know, there's a hundred percent. All their wrestlers are 100% innocent. Well, I mean, and here's the thing. Like, could you have ever really... If you're a promotion, even a WWE is as well vetted as they try to be with their people, would you have ever really known that this kind of skeleton was in her closet? No. I don't think you would. Outside of no. being present in that locker room in 2017 in Japan. Well, I thought it happened outside. The, like, they were out somewhere... And it happened. Well, and you may be right. I mean, I may be misinterpreting what I read, but there's so much info right now. I mean, all you really got to do is just go to Twitter. The story speaks for itself. But if you're if you're the guy, if you're the creative team, and you're there, and you're like, okay, what do we got to do tonight? We got this match, this match, and then you pull up your Twitter, and you're like, what the, what is this? Clearly, you've got a decision to make, a tough decision. and Because the feud with Tessa and Sammy has been great all year long. So, well, not all year, but all 2019. Um, so, the, you have to, ew, quit spit. That's disgusting, spitting on the outside. Could you imagine walking that mat and slipping on somebody's spit? <laughs> Ugh. He puts his thumbs in her eyes. So, literally everything he can do except for a closed fist to her face. Well, Sammy there has you go. done. Oh. Ooh. There she puts her thumbs in his eyes. <laughs> it puts the lotion on its skin. Oh, wait, that's not what we're watching. <laughs> oh, code breaker to the apron. There's absolutely no way her spine doesn't need readjustment after that. It's not the knees to the face that's got to hurt as bad as the spine hitting that hardest part of the ring being the apron. Yeah, screw that. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to go back first. You're going to do a flat back on the apron. You're going to drive his knees into his face. I'm going to do what? <laughs> How much are you paying me? Uh, we got hot dogs in the back. So I'm curious the crowd size here. Um, you know, from the way it's being shot, this is, this is where they've done a lot of their pay-per-views in Ontario, I believe. I would probably say about 1,000 to 1,500, but you can't really see the upper level. You can see the four seats, so it could be as small as 200. Hmm. Interesting. I believe that's Chris Sharp. Officiating this matchup. The wicked Sammy Callahan. Nope, not Chris Sharp. I don't know why I thought it was him. That guy's a lot bigger around the waist. A lot thicker. Chris Sharp's a little small guy. 
Sammy just looks like one of those drunk uncles that you just want to punch. <laughs> You're so wrong. You know, like he gets all he gets all drunk and just starts picking on you. You gonna cry? You gonna cry, little boy? You gonna cry? <laughs> oh! <laughs> and when the chop just caves in your whole body, maybe it's just time to stop. Oh my goodness. So, clearly, if, if this match ends in the favor of Tessa Blanchard, you figure, you know, they had to stick with the storyline finish that they put together. It's not like you can stop history from unfolding just because of everything happening outside of it. You've still got a show to do. But the question would then, the question would then be, if Tessa becomes world champion. Ew. Again, with the spitting everywhere. Oh, that was vicious. Um... Who beats Tessa? Is it Sammy that gets it back? Ooh. Well, I... So I think it could be... Probably a mix. But, you know, with Cage being gone, now it does kind of open it up. I think a little bit more. I would have thought it would have been Cage... If she wins, but with him being gone, I mean, it could be anybody. Well, Cage, with the, ooh. Swan, ooh. Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> A 30-time Impact champion. <laughs> Maybe Raven comes out of retirement. You know, it could be anybody. It could be anybody. Maybe Sting. Hits her with the bat. It's all over. Man called Sting. <laughs> or maybe it's Ken Anderson dressed up like Sting. <laughs> Is he still in uh, NWA? Yeah. Mm. All right, Tessa going up top. This uh taking a minute here. Sammy getting to his feet. <coughs> oh, she tries for the roll through. Knee gives out. Sammy with the double underhook into a... Oh, what the... Ouch. A double underhook pile driver into a shoulder breaker, I guess? Uh... Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine. Um, <laughs> I, I'd say that was a double underhook shoulder breaker. I think that'd probably be the smart thing. Yeah, that that definitely sounds better. Pile driver into a shoulder breaker is just too confusing. Yeah. The deep, deep water. Now, here's the other question. All right, so Tessa, if she wins tonight, first ever woman to hold the world championship, does WWE follow suit here? Hmm. Uh, maybe eventually, because I could see them with Becky Lynch. Maybe have her beat um, uh, uh, Seth Rollins. <laughs> and uh, I could see I could see Charlotte getting it too. I think those would probably be the only two. Oh wow! I think those, again those I think those are your only two even remotely possible. 
And of course, if you're listening right now, you understand that uh, we are in a bit of a an overtime, if you will. We usually are done by about 15 minutes ago, but as this matchup heads towards its ending, that's what we are anxiously awaiting to see whether or not Impact actually Impact actually pulls the trigger and Tessa becomes first ever woman to hold the the World Heavyweight Championship or uh does impact does impact buckle would be the question do they buckle and give in based off of this weekend's occurrences well i mean again i think the main thing the not the main thing but the thing you have to factor in is were they going to do it to begin with true oh right i don't think they changed their mind based on what was going to what transpired i think their their decision is their decision mm-hmm Not that anybody would question them if they made it to, if they decided to go a different direction, but I would I would probably agree with you guys that, that either way they probably figure you know what this is what we wrote this is our show we still have to follow through with what we say we're going to do and I would mm. agree I mean there's nothing that says that all of this stuff that has happened doesn't get corrected over time oh god. That is an STF done right. Let's <laughs> see her face. It's turning blue. <laughs> Tessa is uh, getting choked out by Sammy Callahan. Uh, fighting her way out of an STF. Well, one more raise does it. Did you know that Tessa Mania is running wild right now? <laughs> She's hulking up. Oh my god. That's nasty. Callahan trying to uh break the arm. That's Sammy for you. <laughs> this matchup, let's see, this started actually at ten thirty. So this is seventeen minutes into this match. Interesting to see which direction this goes up. Callahan has the belt in his hand. Uh-huh. Looks like he's ready to say, screw it. I'm going to take the DQ. Yeah, I'm saying a non-finish. Yep. It's going for a belt shot here. Oh, wait a minute. Referee says no. Grabs the belt away from him. Here comes the ref bump. Oh, no. It's the brass knocks. Uh, Nope. Low bridge there, Sammy. Tessa nails him low. This is actually pretty cool to be able to call this live. (laughs) Code breaker from the top. Sammy is down. Tessa with the cover. Oh! Oh, wait! She rolls... She transitions into a... uh, what is it? It's like a cross face of some type, but she's got... No, it looks like it should be... Uh, a choke? No, no, she should have locked that arm in. Yeah. It almost looked like... It almost but, looked like a violator right there. Yeah, but uh, the... Uh, Ooh. Um, brass nuts are... 
sitting on the the ring there. That pile driver. You know what? There's a move that has just been sold properly in so many places, but you know it should end a match. There's certain moves that just should be the end. Like a DDT, people kick out of those all the time now. Pile drivers, power bombs. I can remember a time seeing a pile driver or a power bomb meant like not only was it done, but somebody was probably hurt. Brian apparently pulling the trigger on something. So yep. does, it, does it play like the Force Unleashed? Mm, nah, it's a little bit different. So it's uh, once I'm done, I'll let you let you bark. Cool. <laughs> Did you get it on PlayStation or uh, Xbox? Xbox. How dare you? <laughs> Sully the good name. <laughs> uh, yeah, accuse me of playing the PS4. Who plays the PS4 anymore? I do. Okay. Apparently I've done something wrong. Ew, again with the spitting on people. This is gross. What the hell? And the middle finger from Callahan to Tessa, who just starts laying in. Not so much. Ooh, pump kick by Callahan. I still think them brass knocks are coming into play. I think so, too, because they haven't been kicked out yet. And the ref was standing right over top right, of Right, right. He's, uh, wait. Uh, oh! <laughs> God. Right up there with that, too. Canadian Destroyer. Another move that just gets kicked out of way too much. It's not a trick. Oh! Hammerlock DDT. Is that it? Holy shit. Impact Wrestling makes history. Tessa Blanchard, the first ever, first woman to ever, ever hold the World Heavyweight Championship as she defeats Sammy Callahan after a really solid-looking hammerlock DDT. It will be interesting to see what the Twitterverse and all of social media says about it, but this is a huge moment. Congratulations to Tessa Blanchard uh, and Impact Wrestling for finally, finally pulling the trigger. Finally, um, I don't. Again, I don't know. I guess there have been a few others you probably could have done this with. I think you could have done it with China very uh, easily. Yeah. Yep. Um, I think you could have done it with a few from the eighties too. I always felt that uh, Beth Phoenix could have been a, a credible challenge in that role. Mm-hmm. What a true wow. moment. In that. What does that say? Shayna Baszler performing at a house show. Is that NXT? No, it's WWE. Monday Night Raw. Yes, it's NXT. Okay, I'm just checking. And that is Stan getting told. Wow, listen to that. One of the Ah, biggest Shayna Baszler fans in the world. I'm so sorry to interrupt. 
Yes, Proceed. she's at NXT, you moron. <laughs> right? <laughs> Good lord. I'm getting just lambasted over here. Jeez. I'm so sorry. <laughs> ah, well, with that, we Hey, already... look, Adam Cole's on a, on a house show. What house show? NXT, you dumbass. <laughs> the price was wrong, bitch. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> God. All right, I'm going to get killed. But anyway... <laughs> Uh, so we already had gone over time. Um, let's go ahead and close up. Thoughts, uh, Rob, thoughts with Tessa Blanchard, first woman to ever win the world championship. I think it's cool. Congratulations, Tessa. And congratulations, Impact, for doing something no one else had the balls to do. Good call. Brian? Uh, let's bring on Cage and have him ready to go Wednesday. Ooh. Brian says, screw you, Impact. We're heading to Wednesday for Dynamite. That's it. I mean, history's <laughs> been made. Rob touched on it. You touched on it. Let's move forward. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we can get a champion that doesn't spit everywhere. Jeez. That's hey, you leave saying me alone. <laughs> uh, you know, um, I think it's great for Impact to do this. Um, unfortunately, the weekend happened the way it did. But you know what? I cannot take anything away from Tessa Blanchard and having a major, major moment. What happens next was up to her and is up to impact. So we'll hold out hope. But I got to say that uh, I'm anxious to see what happens Wednesday. And I'm kind of hoping that Brian Cage comes in and is a uh, free agent. Oh, yeah. Well, we got an NXT fan in the house, too. So, But, you know, that's just means- She about knocked you out. That just means we get to see more Adam Cole, baby. Boom. All right. So that's going to do it here for Corner to Corner. (laughs) Great history-making night tonight. Good conversations all around. A lot of excitement to talk about as we go in. And we're headed closer and closer to the Royal Rumble. So, uh, man, lots of stuff to talk about. And closer to AEW Revolution and hard times. Lots of wrestling still to go this month. Uh, Rob, where do they catch you? Did they, are, are you on any kind of social media, sir? I'm on Instagram, R-D-H-U-W-P. All right. Um, that's it. But, hey, person I know is doing, uh, they're helping with a horror movie that's being filmed in the local area. Okay. And they're doing a Kickstarter starting on the 21st. It's called Bloody Summer Camp is the movie. And apparently they raised enough money to get Felisa Rose from Sleepaway Camp in their movie. And they are in the process of doing another Kickstarter to raise money to get another name in their movie. And their Kickstarter starts on the 21st of January. And the guy's going to sell a lot of his 8x10 wrestling autographs and stuff like that. So if anybody's interested, look up Kickstarter. Why don't you just send them my way? So, Sleepaway <laughs> Camp, you said, is what it's called? Yeah, uh, it's Bloody Summer Camp. Bloody Summer Camp. Okay, and Felicia Rose. Now, Felicia Rose is uh, it's a young lady that has uh, been making a name for herself in, in wrestling and uh, all sorts of other things. Um, interesting. I have to check out that Kickstarter. Brian can be found on social media at STRCP21 on the Twitterverse. Uh or as we like to call him here in the know, Professor Big Wade. 
<clears throat> That's right. Dance me, monkeys. Dance. <laughs> Dance me, hardies. Uh, he's at Brian Taylor on the Facebook. Corner to Corner can be found at C2C Radio Show. I can be found at Stan Grubb. Uh, com for the website. And that, as they say, is that. We will see you next week, most likely uh, in conjunction with the Beyond Ringside Radio Network. But thanks again for sticking with us for an extended version of Corner to Corner Wrestling Radio. And we'll see you next week. Have a great night, everybody. Now, by Bye. now, would he be Dickweed PhD? No, I'm still professor. Is he DMD? No. Oh, that's still professor. Okay. <laughs> that's a Dickweed PhD. <laughs> the doctor will see you. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 